When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, 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 and welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal podcast with me, PB, and only me, PB, today. I hope you will find this interesting still. Uh, unfortunately, Pat, well, fortunately for him, is on holiday, and uh, as you can probably guess, JB is is on a permanent holiday, so not able to step in. I thought we hadn't spoke for a while since the season ended. There's quite a lot circulating on Twitter at the moment, um, wherever you follow your news about transfer news. And obviously it being the end of the season, chance to review the squad. And I just thought I'd do a little bit of a solo uh, clip really around what my perfect summer would look like. And before people get angry, I, I... I'm under no illusions that not everything will happen within what I'm going to say. Um, I'll try and keep it fairly realistic in terms of the actual players I'm suggesting. I don't think we'll really be in with the chance of Mbappe, so I won't be suggesting that. But yeah, we'll probably not do as many things as I'd like us to do, but thought it would be interesting to just go through bit by bit uh, and, and talk through what my sort of ideal summer would be. So starting in goal, I mean, we've currently got Aaron Ramsdale, Matt Turner, Carl Hine. We've got Onkonkwo, who's had a good loan spell. Renarsson, not sure how he's done on loan, but I uh, don't think the club are interested in him. There's been some talk that we would quite like an experienced third choice and maybe sell or loan out Hine, Onkonkwo and Renarsson. Um, but I'm not really, not really privy to the Scott Carson version that we can get and who's potentially available. I know some people have talked about Ben Foster um, of course after he went back to Exxon but can't see that can't see that being something that Arteta would like to subscribe to really but maybe if there's a homegrown player out there who the club think would add value off the pitch a bit like Scott Carson does for City maybe we'll see some change there. Other than that I think Hein and Conquo are going to want to both get out and play regularly. I think they're both rated fairly highly, not necessarily to make it at the very top level, but both players who are going to have a future, I think, um, you know, in, in respective divisions across Europe. I think Conquest done really well out in, in Austria, I believe. So um, it'll be interesting to see who we do have as that third choice, because as I say, I can't see either of those young players probably wanting to be the third choice this season. So let's look at the defence. I think what I'll do is go through sort of the players we've got at the moment. Um, in our current first team squad, I think it's pretty obvious that Kieran Tierney will leave. Um, been a lot of talk around how much we can expect to earn from his sale. From my perspective, I think anything above 30 million would be really good. I think Tierney is... Obviously on a decent wage, I think about 120 per week. Um, 
He's a player who is very good. I think in the right system can be very good, but he can't be particularly relied upon. His fitness is consistently let him down in back-to-back seasons, well, three seasons in a row, really. So I can't see any club, even the Newcastles of this world, wanting to spend much more than £30 million on on a player that kind of means if you're going to have him as your first choice, you need a decent backup if you're going to rely on him. So, yeah, anything above 30 um, I'll, I'll jot down some figures as we go through this so we can do some sort of totalling at the end. But I think I'll put 30 for Tierney and... I, you know, I wouldn't be over the moon with it, but I, I would be fairly happy with that. Um, I know that's that would be a very different opinion to to some others, but yeah, that's that's where I stand with Tierney. Elsewhere in the defence, I think we'd keep White, Gabriel, Saliba, obviously new contract, Kivior, Tommy Asu, big season for him next season. I think we could be looking at another situation like Tierney where we can't really rely on him if he doesn't. Um, stay fit for us and then Zinchenko Rob Holding in an ideal world I would look to sell this summer I think we've outgrown him now um, I mean listeners of the podcast will know I felt that about Holding for quite some time um, however you know I wish, wish him all the best I think there will be some clubs looking at him uh, I, I think we probably overestimate uh, his value and the clubs that were I, I've tweeted a few times he's not a Premier League player and that's had a lot of kickback but I'm not sure who he starts for in this Premier League you know the Premier League is very strong now you've got teams at the bottom of the league spending good money on good quality players all across the pitch so I'm not sure you could name many if any Premier League team that he walks into maybe the promoted clubs might be looking at him you know Luton or Something like that, I think, is probably our best hope or and his best hope of, of staying in that top division. I'm going to be conservative and say sort of 8 million for holding. I think, obviously, to get that, we all need an English club to be interested and, and probably, as I say, one of those promoted clubs too. In terms of the players out on loan then, we've got Pablo Mari, remember him? He's been out on loan in Italy. Because his team stayed up, uh, Monza, they have to purchase him and I believe it is around £6 million. So that is as good as done. I don't think we've announced that. But um, yeah, under the impression that's definitely going to happen. Cedric has declared his willingness to come back. Don't think that's going to happen. I think he's got a year left on a deal. I imagine Arsenal find some way of relieving that contract for both parties and uh, he probably leaves for no transfer fee. Didn't manage to impress it at Fulham, unfortunately for us, on loan. Uh, We've got Aaron Trusty, who we brought in from the MLS. He's had a very good season at Birmingham. I hoped that would mean he was going to command something in advance of five million, but the figures I've seen sort of circulate in the rumour bank at the moment is just a few million really so um, I can't see him coming back into the squad I believe he's left footed obviously we've brought Kivior as backup to Gabriel so there's no real space for him there um, let's say two million I would like to get a bit more than that considering he's he's shone in the championship um, again would be nice if one of those promoted clubs from the championship were interested because that might 
that might up the fee a bit, but let's be conservative. Um, Maitland-Niles' contract is gone, so he's going to be gone for, for free as well. Nuno Tavares, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, started really well at, at Marseille. I think we all got excited that either he might come back into the team a better player or we probably most of us hoping that we'd get a lot more money for him on the market. I think he's had a a much worse second half of the season from what I can read, um, sort of showing the vulnerabilities that we saw in him here at Arsenal. I think, what did we pay for him? Do a little Google whilst recording. Nuno Tavares. It, it feels like one of those that might be alone and I might... I might have to build some of those in here because in reality you hope to sell the players you don't want every summer but in reality they all um, they all nearly always with us anyway end up being loan deals so I'm just trying to find what we paid but I think let's put him down as a he's got a contract for two more years so Arsenal will want to sell him this summer because it will put them in a weaker position next Next summer, I wonder if we've got an option to extend that by a year or not. You know, he's a good player, Tavares. He has ability, I think, in in teams that play a back five. Definitely, he can really um, add value to those teams. He's, you know, good in that final third. He's really combative and um, gets forward. Got good engine in him. He's only 23. You know, I would like to think we could sell him, but I'm going to be... Bit conservative on a couple of players with this, and let's put him down as a loan and maybe a sort of fee to agree in there. So that's outs in defence. That totals up 38, 44, 46 million. Ins then. I really like the Castagna links. Um, for those who haven't seen it, Arsenal have been linked to Leicester fullback, obviously now relegated Leicester, Timothy Castagna. Um, he's a player that I actually suggested, I think, on this last podcast or the podcast before last, before we had many links. And in, in the last couple of weeks, those links have become a lot more frequent. Uh, it seems that Arsenal definitely have an interest in this player. And he's a player I really liked at Atalanta, um, watching them in some European games before he joined Leicester. A player who predominantly played as a wing-back for them can play both sides. He's been a real interesting option for us. And I think, you know, he's not really played that inverted left-back role. But if we're looking to replace Tierney with someone who ultimately is going to be back up to Zinchenko, you kind of want someone who knows the league, who knows Europe, this guy's played in European games. He's 27, you know, he's not over the hill, but he's, he's really experienced. He's got plenty of caps for his national team, Belgium. He's pretty two-footed. As you say, I think he split a lot of last season between left and right back for, for Leicester. So I think that ability, you know, he's not going to be able to do what Zinchenko does, but I think he'll be more comfortable coming inside a little bit than Tierney was, who was obviously very left-footed. Um, and just didn't have that experience maybe higher up the pitch like Castagna has. Even seeing Castagna play, as as I say, as a wing-back and sometimes more as sort of a right midfielder, and I think 
you know, there'll be situations perhaps where he'd be a useful sub on, on the right or left-hand side, further up the pitch, a bit like we used to do with Nuno Tavares. Um, and Arteta, did, um, sorry, Wenger did a few times with full backs. When we're looking to protect leads, I think he could add value there as a sub. I think our bench in a lot of games this season lacked tactical versatility and you know don't get me wrong this guy I'm not making out he's incredible but I think if we sell Tierney we need another body there I don't think we can rely on Tomiyasu to be fit all the time and be ready considering what he's done for us but I think between Tomiyasu Castagna and Kivior we've got enough there to you know, cover Zinchenko, maybe not like for like, but I, I think it gives us options and it gives us a bit of depth there. And I think it would mean we don't need to go and buy a left back as well. Whereas some of the other right backs like uh, a Fresneda, who I know we've been really interested in, very different profile, very young. Don't think he's got any games sort of on the left. So I think if you do that and sell Tierney, you probably need to buy a left back as well. Um, so I think this, it's a plug and play movie. He's, he's Premier League experienced. I don't think his wages would be much. I think there's talk around the 20 million, which seems a little high, but when you think his wages will be less than Tierney, most likely, I think currently they're about half of what Tierney's are. Um, and if we can get 30 for Tierney and Castagna for 20, and Castagna gives you that backup on the right as well, I think that's... A decent move. So I'll put 20. I would like to get him for a bit less considering they've been relegated. He's 27. Um, but yeah, trying to be as realistic as possible because I know we're not the best at buying cheap and selling high. So again, like like the Tierney one, I'll be uh, modest with that, that amount. So I think that would help us at right back and left back. In reality, I think that'll probably be the only deal we then do because I think that allows White to cover in centre-back. But if we do let Holding go, and this is called my ideal summer, I would really like to see a centre-back as well. I know that might crowd things a little bit, but I think like, we've got Champions League football and I want to be happy playing, um, making three or four changes in the Champions League and keeping a really strong team. I really like Mark Dwehi from Crystal Palace. He's about on the shorter side, I know, but he's another English player, comes into that sort of British core, good for the homegrown quota as well. But he's comfortable on both sides. He's quite good with his with his left and right foot. So I think that gives us a bit of versatility if we ever have compound injuries in areas of the squad. He wouldn't be cheap at all, I know that. Um, but I think, you know, when I look at City and they've got the Ake's, even their Kanji, who I think had a really good season. I didn't love him at Dortmund. Um, but I think they've got real depth. And you see Stone step, stepping into midfield. I think there's occasions where White could do that for us. And they've still got Laporte and Diaz. I think there's room for another really good centre-back for us that we can get quite a few minutes for. Um, but it's difficult when you're ultimately going to be the backup for William Saliba who's younger than you and one of the best defenders in the league already. Um, but I think we've got enough of a pull to say, 
that were in the Champions League. Saliba, we don't know about his back injury. You know, he signed that new contract, but could he be out for the start of the season? I think if that's the case, then that sort of pushes even more so for a move. I don't, this is one of those that I don't think will happen, but I'm going to say it's my perfect summer where I've tried to be semi realistic and I'm going to say for 45 million, Mark Gehi comes in. So that's just two players in at 65 in defence and we've got six players leaving at 46 million. So we're through the goalkeeper in defence and I've only spent 19, 19 million. Not bad. Okay, the big one, midfield. Um, this could go so many ways. I think, you know, at the time of recording, 13th of June, Granite Xhaka is almost certainly going to be leaving. We have talk of Jorginho, despite only just joining, potentially going back to Italy. Um, Thomas Partey's even had some links. And Declan Rice is, at the time of recording, very close, it seems, to joining, but nothing saying concrete and then he will come but let's go through the that sort of sentiment field I think Thomas Partey I think is unlikely to find someone to buy him in his current situation he's one of the highest paid players at the club he is about 30 now I can't see him moving on for one reason or another Jorginho I think is really interesting I think there'll be plenty of interest in him and I think Arsenal could easily make 10 million back. Um, But I'd be quite happy for him to be in the squad, particularly for the Champions League. I think if you're playing some of those slower pace games, but more technical opponents in the Champions League, I think he's a really good player that we could just slip in and rest Declan Rice or Thomas Partey. Um, So I'd be happy either way with that one. Granit Xhaka, I think we've talked about, will leave for about 13 million. Seemingly the case. I think Arsenal's still trying to get a little bit more for him, but let's go with that. Um, El Nene looks like he'll stick around, but barely feature. Um, so, if I see my ideal realistic summer, it's really difficult because I think we can put Rice in at let's say 95 let's talk about 80 plus 20 in add-ons or 90 plus 15 in add-ons and and all sorts but let's just put 95 you know it's going to be it's going to be a club record no matter which way you look at it I think Rice in Jack Rout is all we know is pretty much certain right now and then it could go so many other ways and it really depends on whether Arteta views Rice as the as the Partey successor or as the Xhaka successor, because if he sees him as Partey successor, which is my instinct, I did a video back in January that looked at how the two sort of look very similar and how they profile and how they play currently. Arteta said a lot about Xhaka needing to slim down and improve in the final third. And I find it odd that you pay... 100 million for a player who's yet to display that. And I don't think you necessarily want to slim down Rice because I think he's a big, big space player. 
um, which is what we asked for for the for the number six role. So my instinct is Rice is number six, uh, and we'll see him sort of take over for Partey, so that we're not no longer reliant on Thomas Partey's fitness. What that then does is creates Thomas Partey and Jorginho as backups, which I can't see. Um, and on any, of course. So I'm actually going to say Jorginho leaves for nine million. I reckon he goes to Lazio. And then, obviously, all the talk, Caicedo. I would love him. Um, whether he whether he can play that number eight role, I don't think he's sort of technical technically and attacking wise maybe enough for what we want in that role but maybe say maybe Arteta views rise further forward and, and Caicedo holding I'm not sure you know I would 100% take both those players and then try and make it work adjust what you do elsewhere to maybe find more attacking input from your full backs or you could do all sorts you could bring Saka a bit more infield to plug that role, Martinelli a bit more in interior. But I'm going to say we don't do that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No my instinct is we're going to get Rice and a more more of an attacking midfielder. I really like Xavi Simons. Yes, it's a risk. He's very young. He's played as an attacking midfielder uh, and as a wide player and as a striker whether you can expect him to come in and replace Xhaka that's a bit of a big ask but I think you can probably get him for about 35 million don't think they're going to ask a crazy amount considering what they let Gakpo go for um, this is PSV I think he's a really good player I think he has all the raw materials to give absolutely everything to become the player we need in that role. Um, but I think it is it would be a risk to have essentially him, Fabio Vieira, who's not consistently proven anything, and Smith Rowe all trying to do that role when you've gone for someone like Xhaka, who's there every week giving you 7 or 8 out of 10, to then having... A guy from the Dutch league and two players who failed to convince. So it's really, it's really tough. I think my ideal summer is probably a Chavi Simmons and another, because I think Chavi Simmons could give you some cover in those wide areas as well. Um, so let's say Chavi in thirty-five million. See the the talk is a bit less. Let's go thirty-two million. I'm going to say Fabio Vieira goes on loan. 
I think he needs to play. I think he needs to mature. He had a brilliant season with Porto where he was playing all the time when we bought him for 30 million. And all the talk is Arsenal want to keep Smith Rowe. So with that in mind, I don't think you can have both of them dipping their toes in. I don't think either are good enough to start the season and play most of the season. So I think one's going to have to go on loan or be sold. And much of this is is where's the interest, right? Because I think if Arsenal got, as much as they say Smith Rowe's not for sale, if Aston Villa arrive with 40 million tomorrow for a player who's clearly not Arteta's favourite right now, has a history of um, obviously injury issues, it's going to be very hard to say no to that. The same for Vieira. If someone offers you your money back on Vieira now, as much as we can see the potential, if you get your opportunity to get that money back and reinvest it, I don't think there's many fans who would turn that down right now. So let's see what the market presents for us. But I'm going to say Vieira goes on loan and we keep Smith-Rowe and Xavi Simmons. Obviously, we've been heavily linked with Ilka Gundogan. It's not been said where he'll go yet. Been a lot of talk of Barcelona. Man City trying to keep him. I think Arsenal will be really trying for this because he's the perfect player for what I just talked about, where you're not sure what's going on in that left eight position. If you can have a constant like Gundogan, even if that might cost you a 200k a week or more contract for a couple of years at his age, it's very tempting to stabilise that position, especially when you've gone big on Rice. You know, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd probably rather get either Caicedo and play him there or another big player, Milinkovic-Savic has been linked. Um, you know, there might be other market opportunities that arise that see a player perfect for that role. And I'd love to get it sorted for the long term. But I think if I say what do I see as an ideal summer, but keeping it fairly realistic. I can't see Gundogan choosing us over City or or Barca, but it's semi-realistic in that we've been heavily linked by all the all the sort of outlets with this player. So I'm going to say Gundogan as a free. And I think then you've got Rice, Xavi Simmons and Gundogan in. Xhaka, Jorginho and Vieira on loan out. I think that then gives you a really nice balance of players. You've got some more attacking options. Xavi Simmons, who can also play wide. Smith Rowe, who can also play wide. Um, you've got maybe a bit more cover for Erdegaard as well. You've got Gundogan, who comes in for Xhaka. You've got Rice, who's then backed up by Partey. You can potentially play Rice a bit more advanced and Partey alongside him in some games. And then you've got Elneny as that emergency cover um, because you've let Jorginho go. So it's going to be so... I'm so intrigued as to what happens in this midfield. I think there's lots of ways we can go with it. Um, but I think in my semi-realistic approach for my perfect summer, that's what I would go with. A couple of midfielders to sort. We've got Lukonga. Lots of talk of him going to Burnley. As I said, with some of the defenders, these promoted clubs coming up with a little bit of money into the Premier League are who we should be getting the agents of these players onto. 
because that's our best sale opportunity. It does seem that Burnley want to do a loan with option to buy. I'm going to say I only did a loan for Tavares, so I'm going to say we sell Laconga for about 13 million, which I think is roughly what we bought him for. And I think that's probably a good deal for all parties. Um, in terms of the youth players, we also have Charlie Patino. There's a lot of talk about him leaving this summer. And I've not heard anything else since. So I think what's key is Arsenal get a buyback or and or sell on things into this contract because he's a player who we know has a very high ceiling from what people in the club have said about this player. I would hope that top championship clubs or maybe again those promoted clubs to the Premier League have interest. I think it's probably more about our buyback option than the initial fee with this player. I'm going to be conservative and say 8 million, but I think young English player, we should probably try and get more than that. Um, but let's say 8 million and maybe we have a, a buyback at 15 or 20 or something, which sort of protects us from him exploding onto the scene. So I think that's all the notable sort of central midfield players. Obviously, Odegaard, we we would keep as well. Um, where does that put us? In, we have 127 million. Out. I think all these outs are pretty conservative numbers. 22. 43. So a lot of expenditure in that area, but I think that's to be expected. So going into the forwards, I have spent 192 million and we have received 89 million pounds. So about the 100 net spend, which is pretty good considering what we've managed to do, I think, in those areas in the in the ideal world. Obviously, well, noting that the wage bill's probably gone up a fair whack from that, um, considering we've got big earners in Declan Rice, Ilka Gundogan. But I think comparatively, Gehi, Castagna and Xavi Simmons would all be on moder- moderate contracts. Um, so, yeah, pretty good so far. Now we're into the attack. Uh, let's get the obvious ones out of the way. Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli, Leandro Trossard, and now Reese Nelson, who's set to sign a new contract, all to stay. Uh, it's a tricky one. It's my ideal summer, so I'm going to say selling Katia. I'm really respectful for all that he's done. I just think for both him and for us, it's right that he moves on. I don't think Arteta's going to trust him from the start in Champions League games or Premier League games when we've got Jesus and now even Trossard available. Um, and I'd actually like to see Balogun have a go. I don't think he will. And I think there's a possibility we, would, we could sell both if we bring someone else in. But... Let's start with Eddie. I think he's obviously on 100k a week now. 
So I think so overplayed. People say no one's going to touch him because he's on 100k a week. Crystal Palace were offering 30-year-old Zaha 200 grand a week. So I don't think it would take a, a lot of, you know, maybe we have to supplement the deal a little bit. But I think there'd be plenty of clubs in the Premier League that would give him 70,000, 80,000 um, and pay a good fee for him. You know, he's still a young player. I think this is maybe the best opportunity to sell him. I can't see his value going up much more. Um, it'll be interesting. You know, we need someone to be interested in him, but I look around in the league. I even think the likes of Everton would improve with having a player like him in the squad. You know, they've got Calvert-Lewin, very different profile, can't really rely on his fitness. Could Nketiah come in? I'm going to say 18 million. We'll sell him. I think that's, again, fairly low. I think he really splits opinion. I think some people would take 15 million for him. I think others would probably want 30. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to say, I'm going to be quite conservative and go with 18 million. Again, you need a Premier League club to be interested. Nicolas Pepe, I think, leaves for nothing. Less said on that, better. Marquinhos, you could see another loan. Um, and then Balogun. My ideal summer, which is the title of this podcast, would see him stay. Um, but it all changes. I mean, if someone... There's a lot of interest in him. And if someone's talking 35 upwards, I think it's going to be very difficult for us to say no um, but I'm really I, I am intrigued by him so I'm going to say he sticks around and what that maybe allows us to do is buy an actual out and out winger to bring into this squad and I'm going to go a little bit rogue because obviously we, we've already got Tavi Simmons who can play wide we've got Nelson now signed up um, we've got Trossard and Balogun who are options out wide, although I think they're both better through the middle. I think if you've got Jesus, Balogun, Trossard, potentially Martinelli as central options, you can go for a wide player. And I'm going to say Wilfred Nyonto. I think he's got plenty to learn, but I think his ceiling is big. I think he's a great impact player off the bench, which I think we really lack. And that's one of my big problems with Inketia as to why I would sell him because he never really does anything off the bench and ultimately you need your second choice striker to be really effective off the bench. I'm not sure he scored from the bench in his last however many substitute appearances. You know, he he will rightly say he did he did pretty well goals wise when he got that run in the team, but his overall game means he's he's not going to really get those runs unless there's injuries. So, and even when Jesus was still out, eventually Trossard forced him out of the team this season. So I would really try and make that sale. I'd bring in Nonto. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of interest in him yet, but obviously he's at relegated Leeds. I, I can't see him staying there. I think there's interest in Italy, of course, because he's playing for the Italian national team. But they haven't got much money, any clubs over there. So I'm going to say 25 million. 
Wilfred Nonto. Um, just going back a little bit, I really like Kakare from Lyon. I've not been linked to him at all, but he's really grown this season. He started to play a little bit more advanced and I think he could be a great option for that left eight role as well if we didn't go for Xavi Simmons. So I'm half tempted to switch Xavi Simmons to Kakare, but I won't. But just know that I would strongly consider him. And I think he'd cost a similar amount. Um, but obviously very different players. So I've maybe not fully thought that one through. Um, I think if you don't get if you don't manage to get Gundogan, you probably I'd probably lean more towards Kakare because he's more of a central midfielder than Xavi Simons. But I think if you manage to get Gundogan, that gives you the license to be a bit more experimental with with the other signing. So yeah, I'm going to go Nonto, keep Balogun around, sell Nketiah and release Pepe. So Nonto at 25, that might be a little bit optimistic as well, but I've been pessimistic with Nketiah, I think. So that's only a net spend of 7 million, which takes our total spend to minus 8 217 million. Not a huge amount considering all that we've done. And it means we will recoup uh, 107 million. Meaning our next spend of 110 million. I think that's. I know it's unprecedented. When did we last make more than 100 million of sales? When did we last spend over 200 million? But when did we last get in the Champions League after being out for seven years? When did we last have the likes of Saka, Saliba, players of that quality and age, sign up to their long-term futures, or medium-term futures? And I suspect part of those four-year deals rather than five or six-year deals is quite rightly those players saying, we've had a good season, but we've been out, this club's been out of the Champions League for eight years and these players can't be out of the Champions League at all, really. So they probably want to see this club make big moves in the next couple of years and really cement themselves as a top European club, let alone a top club in the Premier League. And I think that summer would go a long way to doing it. Um, obviously, the Gunda one free brings everything down. And that's maybe a bit optimistic. Because if you can't get him, the alternative is... Maybe a Caicedo, a Milinkovic Savage, you know, someone who's going to cost 50 million upwards. And, um, that would obviously inflate everything. But even then, you're looking at around 100, 150, 160 million net spend. Um, ultimately the club need to be doing that. These are figures that, you know, look at Chelsea spent upwards of half a billion in the last year. And I know it's not gone well for them, but ultimately, that's a club in the middle of the table. We're looking to get up with Manchester City and I think this squad would give us, I still think City have a better squad and would almost certainly win the league. But I think those changes would put us in a really nice position um, to compete in both Champions League and Premier League. And I think it's key we have players we can trust in the Champions League. So, when I look back at the ends I've suggested in defence, we've got Castagna and Gehi. I see both of those players, Premier League experienced, uh, European experience for Castagna. Gehi's have 
had a few England caps. I can see both of them coming into Champions League games or Premier League games when we need them. Declan Rice speaks for itself. Um, just one third tier trophy, been to European finals, World Cup semi-finals, lots of experience there. Gundogan won it all, brings us loads of experience. Xavi uh, Simons, I think, has a huge ceiling. It's a player that will work really hard, can bring a bit of the X Factor to us. Has experience playing in European games as well. Um, not at the very highest level yet, but still got that experience. Wilfred Nonto is a bit of a wild card, but I think if you mix him and Balogun, who's done really well in France, I know that's quite easy for certain players, but I think Balogun has a lot of skills and I would like to see him have a go. Uh, I think it's very possible he won't want to do that. And I could see, in reality, us selling Balogun and keeping Ketia would be the only change that's probably a bit more realistic, but I would rather do it the other way around. Um, but if we did sell Balogun instead of Ketia, that brings that net spend down even more. And then that maybe allows you to do a a longer-term purchase like a Caicedo or, or something like that instead of the Gunda one. Um, but... Look, there's so many variables. I'm sure even the players I want will change in a couple of weeks. But I thought it would be interesting to sort of go through some of this now and um, look at what I see as an ideal summer. But keeping it fairly realistic. And as I said throughout, market opportunities in terms of players who might become available. But also if Luton turn up with... I don't know who have I kept that I would sell for a good offer. Well, as I say, if if Villa bid forty million for Smith Rowe, I would I would be really really tempted to to sell. Um, yeah, all sorts of things can happen. All sorts of things can happen, and you know there might be someone who comes in for Thomas Partey, and then you keep Jorginho. Um, I think we just need to do the key moves which it looks like we're doing we've obviously secured the long term future of Saka Saliba and Martinelli earlier in the season those were big things to do it looks like we're now advancing on Rice now he's played his final with West Ham I reckon we might get that tied up in the next week or so and then I think we look at Xhaka's replacement or if Rice is Xhaka's replacement we look at that other midfielder but I think we'll definitely get two Really good midfielders, if it's not going to one, which I, I don't really think it will be, even though I've said him. Um, we need to pursue the other the other player. If that's Caicedo, we've got to go for it, because there's lots of interest in him. But it's time to move for us now, and equally it's time to move for our negotiation team. We need to start getting some of these players out, because I've suggested we move on. Tierney, Holding, uh, Marie, who's already gone. Cedric, Trusty, Tavares, Xhaka, Jorginho, Fabio Vieira on loan, Laconga, Patino, and Ketia and Pepe. So there's lots to do. We need to find buyers for everyone we can find buyers for, or good loan moves. And um, yeah, like we're talking middle of June, there's plenty of time to do it, but there is a lot to do. And I think if we can do most of what I've suggested here or, or similar stuff, it will put us in a really good position to be back competitive next year 
and be able to make those changes to the squad without worrying. You know, we were making five changes in Europa League and we were looking like a totally different side. We can't afford to do that in the Champions League. We need to have top quality ready to come in. And I think this gives us that mix of top quality rotation and impact off the bench and different tactical um, opportunities for us. I really like the Castagna one for that option to help defend leads, perhaps coming on higher up the pitch. I like Wilfred Nonto as a sub. I think he can be really impactful for us. I like Xavi Simons as a sub. I think he could come into several different positions depending on the game state and make a difference. And I think he could potentially grow into a starter for us as well. So I think those are the two main areas for us, aren't they? They're, they're really improving that 18-19, improve the floor of those players you're going to use regularly. But also we need to have more tactical versatility off the bench. We had some very questionable subs this season that cost us some points. Some of that's on Arteta, but I think some of that's just on what he had available. And we've got to make sure we make the moves to ensure you've got five subs in Europe and the Premier League. We really need to be making the most of those and ensuring we've got the players for different game states to ensure we can win those games. So, yeah, as I say, these things will change. And maybe by the time I've stopped recording, we've signed or sold someone that I've not mentioned. But... It's interesting. We'll probably do this again. I'm sure Pat will want to have his say. So when he's back, we'll do some more. Really like to hear your opinion on what you'd like to hear from us over the summer. Um, if you've made it this far, I presume you enjoy the podcast, which is brilliant. And um, We're really hoping to grow and do things more regularly this over the next year or so. So I would really appreciate it if you could give us a good rating on whatever you're listening to us on. It really does help us spread this podcast if you've got Arsenal supporting friends you know give us a share to them as well word of mouth is really positive to help us grow we featured on the BBC all season being brilliant and doing a weekly sort of column for them hoping to continue something with them next year we will announce once that's confirmed but yeah I may do some more YouTube stuff as well for those of you who watched that previously so let me know if you'd like to see more of that give us some feedback any feedback positive negative what you want to see at fresh arsenal pod or feel free to tweet me personally at ollie price bates you've been listening to the fresh arsenal podcast thank you very much and we'll see you on the next one sports social podcast network lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.